Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. (laughs) I'm getting shy. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. I'm super excited to have my very first male guest on the show. And he is my loving, supportive, fun, handsome, romantic, I could say all the good things, fiance. Jay, welcome to the show, boo. Thank you for having me. It's a it's finally, uh, it's exciting to have the male takeover of the Girl Girl podcast. Yeah, first of all, it's not about to be a male takeover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but last week, there was like a hard launch on my social medias. Pretty much, if you follow me on social, then you'll see that I'm always posting about Go Girl, about my career, about everything, all things women empowerment. And last week, we got engaged. So I'm like, hey, I posted that on social and all of the love has been great and overwhelming. And I just decided this morning, I was like, babe, you want to be on my podcast today so we could talk about our our story and how we got engaged and all of that. And he was down. So here we are. Thank you, babe, for coming on to the podcast. You're welcome. So yes, we are engaged. I'm sure some people have some questions. Um, these are all questions from me, though. I didn't go on social to ask what people wanted to know, but I'm pretty sure they want to know, like, how did we meet? So you want to share that story? Let, let me hear your version of this. <laughs> yeah. So so the way we met is uh, on an app uh, called Hinge. And on Hinge, you know, I tried to make the most authentic profile that I could possibly make to really show all the different facets of my personality. And one of the things I like to do is play the bass guitar. And so I had a video of me playing bass guitar. So Ashley saw that, felt uh, she resonated with the video and she reached out to me. And uh, we had, we started talking since then and uh, never stopped talking. Never uh, stopped I, talking. Let me know if I'm going too far, but we started talking. And one of the things that really, you know, let me know, like, this was the woman I really wanted was, I asked her, I said, what things could you have done in the past incorrectly in a relationship? That was a word salad right there. But basically saying, what could you have done better in your past relationships? And she she, she gave me a list, a couple of things that she said she was working on. And to me, that showed accountability. She, mm-hmm. she told me about some books she read. And I was like, wow, she has accountability. I'm like, that's, that's huge. That goes a long way. I'm like, she's gorgeous. She's smart. Um, she's classy. I like how she holds her glass of wine. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she got accountability. I'm like, that's the triple threat right there. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to not play any games, be serious and be committed to this and see where it goes. And, and now we're and, engaged. And now we're engaged two years later. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, it was a, a good story. And I saw your profile and I'm the one who says something first, playing a bass. And I'm like, you know, um, did you learn this during the pandemic? And he's like, yes. And I was looking for, like, he had complete sentences, um, (laughs) then just answering the questions. And it was like an easy conversation. And then we had the Zoom call 
which was like an hour and a half long. And that was a good conversation. Like I started laughing within the first few minutes because he called me out. I said, yeah, I had some alcohol in my cup because we were supposed to do a wine thing. I did not have orange juice <laughs> and he called me out for that. Um, so I just thought that was funny. And so he just showed me his personality. And like you said, I was just straight up from the beginning. Like, listen, I got some things I need to work on. I got to work on my communication skills. I'm reading the books. I'm doing the work. And I like that you were attracted to that instead of being like, oh, she got issues or, you know, running from it. But also, like you said, that's what I talk about in the Go Girl podcast all the time. It's like accountability and self-love first. So I'm glad you appreciated that. And, um, you know, and then we just started talking ever since then. And it's been beautiful. Yeah, to me, you can't really have healthy communication if there's no accountability. Because when you're trying to work through problems and your partner is always trying to push blame off on the other person or or on some circumstance or situation and you can never get to the heart of issues, especially if your partner is the one that's wrong. Sometimes it's going to be us. Sometimes it's your partner and you have to be able to have those conversations and have them with love and then be able to say, you know what, my bad. I, I, I know I did wrong and I need to adjust. And so when you showed me that you had accountability, I was like, okay, that is a foundational skill yeah. Uh, that's rare, more rare than gold out here. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing on, I'm holding on tight. And you held on, boo. You held on. You still holding on tight. <laughs> I sure am. And then we had our first date a week and a half later. We did a few Zoom calls and then we had our very first date and it was very cute and romantic. It was a picnic date and it was supposed to be like two hours long. Like we had enough money in the meters for two hours, but then we ended up staying there for six hours. She couldn't get enough, y'all. Couldn't get enough. She, she just kept, she wanted to prolong it as long as possible. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. No, we were, we were having a good time. It was like good conversation. The views were nice. You know, we were in Long Beach and we just were just talking and really getting to know each other. It was sweet. Uh, you brought some Mediterranean food. I bought got a bottle of wine and we were just soaking it up and like really just getting to know each other. And I was like, he's so nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. So and she said, I'm nice. I'm really kind. I'm not that nice. <laughs> That's very true. He's kind. He has his boundaries. Okay. He's going to stick by his boundaries. He's going to speak up if he feels disrespected or anything like that. So it wasn't that you were, you were, it was new to me having such a kind person, like a, a real kind soul of a man around and it just felt good. I always felt at ease. I still feel at ease and I feel safe and protected and everything just always feels like peaceful with you. So I felt that since day one. And I'm always telling the girls like, check up on yourself, see how you feel on that first date, third date, whatever, you know, are you feeling butterflies and anxious or are you feeling comfortable and able to just easily communicate with the person? So I felt that with you since day one. Thank you for that. And I want to tell all the ladies, like, when you look at a man, you should look at a man like their energy should be able to be like a foundation of and within the house. If that energy yeah. is off, if that if that energy is erratic, mm-hmm. it might be fun sometimes, but you can't build a household on that. You can't build a foundation on shaky ground. So the man has to be grounded and and so, like, like Ashley said, I, I came in there with, I'm kind, but not only am I kind, but you can tell, like, 
that I'm a protector and a provider as well. So don't don't mistake a guy that's kind for a guy that's weak or mm-hmm. a guy that can't protect and provide for the household. Kindness is actually something that you should look for. You should want a guy that's kind, that a guy that could be gentle with you. Yeah. Um, and appreciate you and, and bring out your femininity. It shouldn't be like this hardcore rock all the time. That's not, to me, that's not necessarily masculinity. Masculinity is, is flexible. Mm-hmm. Masculinity can adapt in different situations. And so don't look at it as in this rigid thing. If a guy is kind, that doesn't mean he's soft, doesn't mean he's fearful. It just means that he probably has control over his emotions and he's not going to let certain things get to him. But period. period. And with a woman, like being with a man like that, like you, I'm able to like lean in and trust you to lead. And it does help me soften up. I used to tell Jay all the time, like I used to be really masculine (laughs) back in my day. Even my girls like, yo, relax a little bit. And now I'm like super like soft and girly and sweet. And he's like, I can't even imagine you being any other way, but I was. But now I'm with someone who's letting me like really, I'm I'm just able to to pretty much like receive and be in my full feminine essence. And it feels damn good. You know, I feel really relaxed and just able to trust you. And that's why I'm marrying you. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, oh, you get shy. That <laughs> Man, that's that masculinity right there. She said, "That's why I'm marrying you." It's still there. <laughs> Last night she was telling me, "Make sure you turn the oven off." <laughs> Did you turn the oven on? Like I'm about to roast some sweet potatoes. I know I got to turn the oven on. <laughs> Thank you, though. I love you. <laughs> I Whatever. I've been cooking for a while. So, I'm, so I still be, I, I slip up sometimes, you know what I mean? But, you know, then we talk about it. He's like, yo, I felt some kind of way. I'm like, okay, my bad. <laughs> but I like that. But I like that you're not afraid to speak up when, you know, it's just like, hey, I got it. I know what I'm doing. So <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, that was another big thing that I loved about us, that I love about our relationship is our communication. We have great communication. I love that you are always down to resolve issues. Like I know sometimes it was tough in the beginning. I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Like nothing was bothering me when things were actually bothering me. And the fact that you were able to, you know, confront those issues instead of being like, all right, well, she says she's good or you get upset too or something. You're like, no, we need to talk about this and allow me my space. But then we would always come back and resolve things. Like even you might need to take a break sometimes and come back and be like, okay, so, you know, we, what's the solution here? And then we talk and we resolve it. Yeah. I think it was, it was a, like maybe a couple months ago where we were talking. I, I think I told you I'm at my emotional capacity. Yes, <laughs> That's my way of saying I need a break, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we have the, I think what you're explaining is, is what you're expressing is, you know, when you're committed to a situation, it's not only commitment, but when you have the tools to handle those situations and within your relationship, you have the commitment to to have those uncomfortable conversations, you know, it's easy to come back to that place of harmony. So sometimes yeah. we get out of sync, but we know that, you know, we both, we know that we're committed. We know that we both love each other. So it's like, okay, there's some static in here right now, but let's talk through the static mm-hmm. to get back to that harmonious state. And, 
And so far, we've been really good at at doing that and making those talks, you know, like um, a staple in our relationship. It's like, you know, if if I'm tripping, I know I got a conversation coming coming at me. <laughs> and I always, like, even when I talk to my mom, it's like, that's the kind of woman I need. I need a woman to let me know when I'm tripping. And, uh, and you're not afraid to let me know when I'm tripping. And, and it's vice versa. So it's really good. It's not like the buried emotions that are just there. And all of a sudden it comes out. It's like we have um, we have conversations that kind of hash these things out. So little issues don't turn into big issues. That part. And we talk about the real issue because a lot of times whatever you're arguing about is not really what it is. You know, we get a little deeper, like, OK, where is this coming from? You know, yeah. and so I, I love that about us. But we've been having what I say, too, in the, be- in the beginning of getting to know each other, even before being in a committed relationship, we had a lot of open and honest conversations. And I think that's important. I might have to bring you on another day to talk about (laughs) like conversations to have before marriage or whatever, because like we talked about finances, we were talking about how would we discipline children? We talked about like religion. We talked about, okay, is me time important to you? Like all these things that people kind of run away from in the beginning of a relationship. And we weren't even in a in a relationship yet and we were bringing it up because I just wanted to put it all out there like look this is who I am take it or leave it you were like this is who you are we were very vulnerable yeah I think the 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 key to that is knowing who you are when you know who you are and you're comfortable in it it's easy to express that and say okay this is who I am this is the I'm the best me and I'm going to present this to this other person and see if they like it or not yeah. And that's what we did. We just said, hey, this is our best us. No point in my life, like when I met you, at no point in my life was I better than at that point. And I was mm-hmm. confident in that, in that. And I was confident of where my life was going, the trajectory of it. I knew my values. I knew what I would tolerate, what I wouldn't tolerate. And I knew yep. what I could provide. So I was like, just here I am. And then I'm letting you know, hey, my favorite color is red. I like mustard on my hot dogs. <laughs> It's trying to be like me, but go off. <laughs> yeah, one one, and you know, and it, and it just made it easy because we put who we all were on the table, no games, and then we were able to look at that and say, "Hey, I think this works." Yeah, it's been working. It's been working, and also like just not having everybody in your business for the very first month. I didn't really tell people about you. <laughs> I was like, oh, "I'm going on a date." And that's it. That's all you need to know, you know, because sometimes people get in your ear and cloud your judgment or tell you what you should ask the new person you're dating or, oh, are you going to see them again? Are you going to, they're just all in it. And I want it to be as present as possible. And I wanted to speak from me and what I want to know rather than what friends and family want to know about this new person I'm, I'm dating and stuff. You know what I mean? So I was able to just really show up as my authentic self. And you like received all of me, even if we're rapping, ain't no fun. If the homies can't have none while we're like <laughs> driving on freeway and I'm not being judged for it. And I was like, oh, OK. And I've always felt like you just never judged me and like fully accepted me and my whole personality. And I think that's why it's been easier just to be with you, too, because you just let me be me. I think that's a, a funny point that you brought up because you weren't insecure about how I would. uh respond to you turning up to it ain't no fun and then when i put it on and we started riding out to it you're like okay (laughs) this is comfortable because just so you guys know like on our first date i showed up with uh 
some chino shorts, <laughs> like some boat shoes and a polo shirt. So she didn't really know how to play me. She like, I don't know. Kind of different this, different this than my normal here. type. And that's why I tell people maybe like they outside your type. I always like I've never okay, babe, sorry. But I, I always like like nerds with swag. <laughs> and but I've never dated one. And so then when we met, he had the glasses and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. You got the whole Malcolm X vibe. He had a whole Malcolm X picture in his apartment, y'all. Now it's in our place. Hey, hello. But he had like the big glasses. I was like, oh, okay. But totally different than I'm used to with the LA style. So yeah, that was his style on the first date. And I'm just like, I don't know. A little preppy for me, but we we gonna see. And go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. And and no uh nerd with swag to me is uh as a compliment you know okay <laughs> <laughs> that kept me out of county jail so <laughs> <laughs> all right i know I'm that's right east side long Beach, so yeah being a nerd with swag told me a lot in my life but you know sometimes you might see someone that might not 100 percent be with you uh what you have in your mind or sometimes you gotta do you know? Yeah, or what you're used to, but you got to understand the core values you're looking for. That part. And then have those conversations to see if that person meets those qualifications that you that you may have. And so that's what she did. She had her, she knew what she was looking for in the man. The visual was slightly different, but all the core values are there. And so Yeah, all the core values and you handsome and I love everything about you, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we're going to move forward. So, how did you know that I was the one. You've mentioned some things before, but you know, just a, just just a couple of things. Yeah. So, uh, how I knew she was the one. It's kind of it's hard, uh, and this might not be the best answer, but I knew the second I saw her. Uh, I was <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I was like. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Like, I just knew it. Like, um, being like 35 at the time, I had a lot of life, I had a lot of experience. So I knew what I I knew what I didn't like and I knew what I was looking for and I saw her, I was like, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so when I I knew she was the one immediately, and then she just constantly reinforced it. It was like, okay, the accountability, one. Mm-hmm. Um right. the aesthetics, that's two. Uh aesthetics. the intelligence, the ability to have a good conversation and maintain a good conversation. That was another one. Um being goal oriented. That was another thing because I'm very ambitious. Yeah. And not only am I ambitious and, and just thinking of things, I'm an executor. So I'll think of something and do it. And so mm-hmm. I saw that she was uh, equally ambitious. So I'm like, okay, this is good. All the things that I knew that I needed in, in a, a woman were there. And then it was, she had the, the balance of being a strong woman, but like a strong woman in a more traditional sense, not a strong woman as in she's trying to compete with me. She's mm-hmm. trying to bring masculine energy in the house and trying to compete with my masculinity. Strong, She was strong in, in a, a traditional feminine role. And, hey, this is a strong man. This is a workhorse. He can help us get to where we need to get to. Yep. Let me let me lock in with this man. Let me support him. And, and, and she showed me all of that. And I'm like, this is the one. And Aww. and just just to put out there, it's like the support goes both ways. You know, it's not where she has to lock into my plan, and then and then there's no space for her in her plan. 
I feel like as a man, it's, it's on me to make sure that I'm meeting everybody's emotional needs and what have you within the household. So it goes both ways. But she didn't have that mentality where she's trying to challenge me. Right. And I've, I've experienced that many of times in the past where it was always someone trying to challenge my masculinity, trying to talk to me like they were a man. And it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. When you try to come to a man with masculine energy, the only man mean you're going to be able to keep are the the mama's boys because <laughs> they're they're comfortable with a woman dominating them and controlling them. But when you got a real masculine man that can get the job done and you come with to them like a man, it's never going to work. Yep. You might as well. He, if he wanted a man, he would date a man. So <laughs> not going to work, ladies. Uh, yeah, relax a little bit. Only if he's worth it, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I like that you talked about the support and everything, because I definitely feel that, first of all, you're on the Go Girl podcast right now, first male guest. Like, definitely this is support, but you show support in so many ways. We both just did an event, had a booth set up. Uh, you had one set up. I had one set up. We both have done a lot together. We've stayed up to one, two in the morning. You supported me through some courses and everything. So the support is there. Your consistency has been amazing since day one. So that's how I knew you were the one. I'm like, oh, he's he's still the same way. Like we still communicate in a healthy way. He's still respecting me. It's two years later. He's still, you know, because I, I was a we'll see girl for like six months. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. You know, he'll tell me things and plans. And I'm like, mm, we'll see. Because I was just really watching his actions instead of just his words. And it was consistent over time and time and again. He always showed up, you know, if he said he's going to be somewhere, call, do this, do that. And I watched that and he's been very consistent and, um, and still is. So again, that's why we're here. And that's why you're on my podcast right now, babe. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you too. <laughs> I, I saw the Go Girl book yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> and I love how you shouted yourself out. <laughs> but um, I was uh, talking to one person at the table about the Go Girl Guidebook and she bought it. And while I'm doing that, I'm overhearing him. He's talking to another lady about the Go Girl Guidebook. So as soon as I was done, then I talked to her and then so boom, like we we're, were just selling them because you were out there supporting and helping. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I do want to say too, like how people think healthy relationships are boring and stuff, but I feel like we have a lot of fun. Like that doesn't even apply to us. And I think when people say they're boring, it's more so of they're looking for like an emotional roller coaster. They like the ups and downs, the toxicity. But I always say, well, I'm trying to get on a real roller coaster. Like we go to Magic Mountain and stuff over here. We ain't trying to be on our emotional stuff. Like we are serious and we are okay with having real fun not fun like break up to make up fun. So healthy relationships are not boring. If you're putting in that effort to have some type of fun, those date nights, all of that is important. Would you agree? Yeah, I think part of that is is a lot of people are shallow. Mm. I hate to go that route, but like if you're your relationship, they always say a relationship should make life easier, not harder. Yes. But some some people's lives, I feel like there's not a lot of activity in their lives. Mm-hmm. So that up and down roller coaster uh, of the relationship is that spice in their life. Mm-hmm. And when the relationship, when there's no drama in the relationship, they're just sitting around drinking Mountain Dew, eating Cheetos, and nothing else is going on. You know, um, and so with us, it's like like we have our date nights. 
We like trying new things, trying new recipes. We like traveling. Yeah, traveling, yep. So we've been to Mexico twice, I believe now. We've been to Hawaii. We've been Vegas to Vegas like, a few times, San Diego a few times, Palm Springs a few times. Like exactly. yeah, I I got him on his first cruise, you know, on the first date. We were in Long Beach and looking at the cruise ships and I'm like, you know what, you gotta go on one one day. And he's looking like, little did I know. He was thinking, oh, yeah, we, we're we going to go on one one day. And we did later that year. <laughs> and we've been on two since then. So yeah. we have a lot of excitement. And then we're, we're running businesses. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of excitement in our life. So if we had a roller coaster relationship, it would get in the way of all the fun yeah. and the business. It would, it would actually mess things up. So if you don't have, I, I, it's my opinion, but if you if you don't have anything going on, that relationship drama is the thing that's going on. Yeah. You're gonna get some business about yourself. And, and and like right now, like our harmony state allows us to continue for everything else. Like our relate our relationship is just the foundation mm-hmm. of everything else we got going on in our in our worlds. And so we need it when we keep it like this, everything else could stack on top of it easily. But when yeah. the when a relationship's like this, everything else suffers. Yeah. So I, my two cents would be. Uh, if you like drama, if you think you need drama in your in your life and in your relationship, you need to sit sit down with somebody and like really understand what the the crux of that is. Because it's not that you like drama; it might be that you 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 have been taught, mm-hmm. whether um, um, directly or indirectly, that drama is what makes a relationship. And I have a lot of that in my family. Like some of my they, my family. Uh, generation back there was a lot of dysfunction and drama and and the 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 generations that came out of that internalized that and said oh relationship equals drama mm-hmm. and so when they got in relationships there was drama and then they had kids and when their kid and their kids my cousins believe that relationship equal drama it just goes generation after generation so my mom said, I'm not going to pass that down. That that dysfunction stops here. Yeah. And so when my mom was raising me, she raised me completely different than how she was raised. She raised me. She told me, you're going to be a businessman. You're a smart man. You ain't like these gangsters out here. And it totally put my life on, on the trajectory that it is. And I thank my mom for that, for being the one that said, I'm going to break. I don't like this term, but the generational curse. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm breaking that with my sons. And she did that. And I I thank my mom to the heavens and above because mm-hmm. I would not be where I'm at right now in life without my mom having that that visionary uh, view of how she was going to change my life and how she was going to, the canvas she was going to paint my life for me. I love that. Hey, mom. His mom is so dope. <laughs> uh, I love that the families get together. Our mothers have been in Hawaii together. Uh, you get along so well with my dad. Like I'm like, how do you talk to my dad again and see him again before I do? <laughs> but I, I love the um, the relationship we have and the, the relationship that our families have with each other. So before we get out of here, I'm pretty sure people want to know what happened how did you pop the question and we're gonna tell (laughs) your face we're gonna tell the real story i've been given like a a pg version i mean it's pg but um i've been given you know a sweet version (laughs) to co-workers and stuff but um you know friends and family know what's real so how did you pop the question babe 
All right, so I had this ring on me. So I, I've had I had the ring for about a month. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to pop the question when we're in Las Vegas. So I had a couple of things set up, and it, things just kept not working out. And so I had it in my pocket the whole entire time. So, um, so basically the way I proposed was we were, we were out and about. It was a long night, and we were like, hey, we had this beautiful, like, spacious hot tub in our room, in the mm-hmm. hotel room. It was, like, right next to the bed. It was awesome. And so we were like, hey, let's just go back and relax. We're going to make some mimosas, and we're just going to chill out. You know, we've been walking. We've been out. And I think we did, it was the night we went. I we think went we made, 11 we went, that night. Yeah, so yeah. we went to Cup. So, you know, we, we up in our upper 30 so you start <laughs> clubbing you know the bottom of your feet start hurting so we're like, right. let's go back let's chill in the hot tub and so i was trying to i wanted to propose in front of the bellagio fountains but they closed so i'm like man they're closed i felt so, so bad because uh, before we went to the club too he was like babe you want to go over there i just was not honestly and you were asking how are you feeling babe i'm like i'm a little uncomfortable because it was cold in vegas we walked to the club from our hotel like 10 15 minutes i'm in heels I'm not feeling super cute, like clubbish. So I'm like, no, let's just go to the club. But I did not know he had a plan to propose in front of the the fountain. That was so. <laughs> Oops, messed up my proposal. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she was she was really not with it. So what I did is when we got back to the hotel room, you know, we set everything up, get the ambiance where it needs to be, got the drinks poured, uh, and so I put. She was eating a bag of chips. So I put the ring in the bag of chips. So I'm like, she's going to get the bottom of the chips. She's going to see the ring and bam. <laughs> so I was like, I wanted to have it make it suspenseful, have it be a surprise. So she's eating the chips <laughs> and like she's halfway through the bag and she's like, you know what? I'm done with these chips. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm messing I'm it like, up again. Universe, I'm like, the universe is, is, is bugging me right now. So. Um, so what I did is I I grab I grabbed the bag of chips and I put the ring closer to the edge of the bag of the chips and she pulled out one of the big chips and when she pulled out the big chip the ring was on there and then I proposed to her there in the hot tub in the hot tub yeah you were like babe grab the big chip I'm like okay so I look I was like are you serious so I was kind of laughing but I also was crying because you know the the proposal was happening <laughs> and then of course and I it- said yes. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the thing is, is when we tell the story, everybody's like, oh, there was hanky-panky going on. Right. Like, and no. it's like, no, it was really innocent. We was chilling in the hot tub. Yeah. We was at a club listening to the top 40, and the DJ was just, <laughs> the DJ was going from EDM <laughs> to Lil John to R&B song. Over it. The, the DJ, it was like, I'm like, I'm too old for this. It's too many different genres. Yeah. I'm finally getting my two-step going and she changed the genre. <laughs> so you know, yeah. so we were really just chilling in the hot tub, having a good time, enjoying each other's company. Right. And um, I proposed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just relaxing and telling you, you know, this because we got in the hot tub the night before too. So I'm like, this has been my favorite moment. Just us in a hot I'm a quality time person, in case you all don't know. It's one of my top love languages. And so um, I just like spending time with Jay. Like, we just always have good times with each other. So I'm in a hot tub. And I'm like, this is my favorite moment. You know, it's just relaxing, chilling. It's therapeutic. And then that's when I 
think it registered in his mind, like, ooh, well, let me do this now. This is a good moment. So it got done in a hot tub. All right. It was still PG. We were just in a hot tub. <laughs> so let y'all mind facts. wonder. We were good. That's, that's facts, though, because like I'm impatient. I'm super impatient. And so I was already tired of just ring gate at this point. Ring gate. I'm like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to propose. It's not working out. I'm like, I don't want it. I'm like, I don't want this to go another day. Yeah. And then I had it tucked. I had it hidden on the side of the hot tub. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, if, if, if the moment's right, I'll do it. And then when she was like, this is my favorite time of the night. <laughs> just being here with you, Jay. I'm like, okay. That's it. That's it. That's, that's how I found yeah, I was like, okay, I can do this now. She's so appreciated here. It doesn't yeah. have to be a, 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 a spectacle. You dump it out of a helicopter on, <laughs> on one arm, like, Mission Impossible. Hey, I want to marry you. <laughs> it was nice, sweet, romantic, intimate, and it was just us. So I loved it, babe. And, of course, I do. I love you, and I'm I'm so excited and can't wait to do this life with you and keep building with you. I love you too, babe. Oh, and speaking of building, I see all the six zeros on you before we get out. Just let me know a little bit about your business. Let the listeners know. Yeah, so my business is sixzeros.net. It's where the black community taps in the unfiltered and authentic conversations on the topics we know and love. So we have a social media platform. Go check us out. Tap in. Join the conversation. It's a safe space for us. So you don't have to worry about issues you would typically experience on mainstream platforms. You know, a lot of times there's a lot of unseated conversation, um, uncomfortable conversation. So we make this a really safe space for, for us to talk to one another, to cooperate and collaborate with one another. So definitely tap in with us at six zero dot net. That's the number six Z E R O S dot net. The app is available in the Google play and the Apple app store right now. Download it, register, sign up, and enjoy. Yes, he built an app, y'all. My man built an app. Oh, my fiance. Hey, fiance, built an app. Okay, that's huge. You just slid past that, like, you know, you know, and then that this is an app store, you know what I mean? No, you <laughs> created this app. So congratulations on that. Y'all make sure to tap in, download the app six zeros and get on six zeros.net. All right. I gotta have you back. We gotta have some, some more conversations. Grab a part and thought. Go ahead. Have your part in talk. To all the ladies out there, Ashley gives a lot of real advice, but she also she lives it. And, mm. and uh, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be feminine in a relationship. Don't be afraid to let a man leave. Yep. See, what happens a lot of times in life, we get hurt and then we withdraw. Mm-hmm. But when we withdraw and we, we keep these guards up, it stops us from getting what we want because when we come across that the 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 person that could provide us what we want, we're guarded and we're closed off, and we're not giving them what they need mm-hmm. to to for for us to get what we want. So just uh, understand that you need to qual- learn how to qualify the man, qualify the man, and this is and to to take it back a step. If you have anything of value. People are going to try to use you. Yeah. So you got to be able to qualify people to see who is worthy of your time and who is not. And so you need to learn how to vet men and determine, is this man qualified for my time or not? 
So you have to ask the right questions, as Ashley said. She was asking me questions and then looking at my actions and seeing if there was consistency there. Yeah. Like a lot of times they say, wait 90 days. But if you're waiting 90 days, what are you doing in that 90 days? Are you asking mm. that man real questions? What are your goals? What are your ambitions? What, what do you want? Where are you going to be in five years? What do you want out of life? What are your values? If you're not having those conversations, then you're not really qualifying that man. Make sure you're qualifying that man. Because a lot of times what happens is you don't properly qualify the man, but then you give your all to the man and then you get let down. Mm-hmm. And life's not perfect. Sometimes we're going to give ourselves to people that, that are not worthy of us. There's sometimes in the beginning they might be worthy of us, but things change throughout the relationship. But we just got to remember, let's not let the bad situation harden us or right. change us to the point that we cannot function in healthy situations. Sometimes our dysfunctions hurt us in healthy situations. I've been there. I've been out of bad breakups and had my mind gone. And it's like, I'm, I told myself, I have to heal. Mm-hmm. If I don't heal, I'm just going to hurt other people because I'm hurt and I'm broken in the inside. And so we all have to do that. Make sure you take time to heal yourself. Make sure you, you're the best you possible. And then once you have that complete package that's confident, that, that, that knows where, where she's going, then when you meet that man, qualify him. Make sure he earns your time and your affection. Put him through the ringer. Because, mm-hmm. man, we're, your, we're the workhorse. We're we, we we're gonna get it done for you, but just make sure that man is qualified. If he's not qualified, throw him to the side. That's <laughs> my parting thought. That's a parting thought, but wait, I, I gotta bring it back now, real quick. One point you said, because I'm not in and this is what I was so attracted to in the beginning too of getting to know you, was that you brought up that you had been to therapy before. And I know that. Just now you were talking about like being heartbroken before and you had to heal from it. And we don't talk about men healing that much. Like there's so many like go girl. <laughs> there's so many podcasts and uh, women telling other women like heal, heal, heal. But we also need to talk to the fellas. So I want to know, like, what steps did you take to heal? Well, it was first the first step to healing was recognizing that I needed to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first step, learning that, hey, something's wrong. Uh, I need to be able to talk through my feelings. I told myself I needed an emotional technician. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I called it that. I said, I need an emotional technician. I need someone that really understands emotions to be able to explain to me what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, why are certain things triggering me. So that was step one. And then two was actually finding that person that will be able to fulfill that role of emotional technician to hear me out. And then it was going to that person, taking notes, and then actually putting into practice the advice they were giving me. So it was... And are you talking about your therapist? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking for a therapist, I didn't say a therapist. I said emotional technician. Okay. I'm like, I have emotional issues right now. I need a technician to help me work through this. So, right. yeah, so it's going to the therapist, going to the therapist consistently, and then, um, you know, put in, put in there 
their recommendation into play. Um, yeah. You have to take it serious. You can't just go and and think that things are going to change. I had to go and I had to put in the work to make sure that I was rebounding from a traumatic situation I was in. Yeah, that's important. You have to do the work, ladies and fellas. You got to do the work. And I think that's why we get along so well. I've been in therapy. I'm in therapy. You've gone to therapy before. Even the first, very first Zoom conversation when I was telling him I, ha- I used to have communication issues and I'm working through it. And I used to just be quiet when someone would, uh, when I needed to bring something up. And he's like, oh, so stonewalling. I was like, oh, he knows some stuff. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so it, 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 I just knew that he had been on a path of healing before, doing some type of work before, like knowing the terms and everything. I was like, okay. I'm intrigued. So yeah, I, I, I love you. I'm glad that you healed. I'm glad that I've healed. There are things that I've needed to work on because when you're in a relationship, sometimes you do get triggered in ways and you don't know sometimes until you're in a relationship. It could be healthy. Yes. It could be a healthy relationship, but you'll still get triggered until you work through some stuff. So I've worked through some stuff and um, and, I, and I'm grateful for my therapist and I'm glad that you worked through some stuff too and we're working on things together. Absolutely. And as men, you know, sometimes when we get out of our relationships, they hit, they tap your pockets too. So you got to heal your pockets and oh. your mind. <laughs> anyway. All right, babe. Well, I love you. I thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'd ha- I'll have to have you back because, you know, you speak a lot of words of wisdom and um, yeah, I'll get you on again. Okay. Thank you for being on the Go Girl podcast. You go, boy. It was a pleasure. Love you. Love Bye. You. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.